Read and hear more about important news and policy issues at ncpolicywatch.com. This is News and Views. Welcome to News and Views. I'm your host, Rob Schofield. Even before he took office earlier this year, North Carolina Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson had long made provocative and outrageous statements his stock in trade. Recently, however, Robinson has drawn especially sharp criticism when it came to light that he had delivered a speech this summer in which he declared that homosexuality and transgenderism are, quote, filth. As NC Policy Watch investigative reporter Joe Killian has repeatedly documented, however, Robinson's comments are nothing new and indeed reflect a concerted effort by groups on the political right to cultivate and promote candidates who seek to inject fundamentalist Christianity into state law and policymaking. Recently, Joe and I discussed his reporting in this area and the fact that North Carolinians will hear a lot more from conservative culture warriors in the 2022 election cycle. Well, Joe Killian, welcome back to News and Views. Good to have you back with us. Thanks for having me. We're still over a year away from the 2022 midterm elections, but as you've been reporting lately, some elected officials and candidates on the uh, political right are not being shy about revving up the culture wars and indeed have been really have never stepped away from doing that. Talk to us about some of your most recent reporting on developments in North Carolina in this regard. Yeah, you know, there there was some big news recently with Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson saying that children anywhere in America shouldn't be hearing about the filth that is homosexuality and transgender people. And that was a big shock to some people. But as we reported, this is par for the course for not only Robinson, but also former U.S. Representative Mark Walker, who's now running for Senate, and for current U.S. Representative Madison Cawthorn. All three of them were special guest speakers at an event for a group called the American Renewal Project. And the American Renewal Project is a a group that rejects the separation of church and state, believes that a fundamentalist Christian version of Christianity should be taught in schools, there should be Christian prayer in schools, that people who disagree with that should be voted out of office, that once that happens, there will be punishment for people who disagree with the the word of the Christian God. These are all direct quotes and paraphrases from David Lane, the founder of American Renewal Project. And uh, Mark Robinson has got deep ties to this group. He's special guest speaker at events throughout the year, this year and, and throughout the rest of the year for them. And Walker, who is a former music minister at a Baptist church in my hometown of Greensboro, also has deep ties and is, has been very open about it. This American Renewal Project is not, a, is not a new phenomenon. It goes back several years, right? There's a, is it David Lane? Is that the, the fellow yeah, who's the founder? David Lane is the founder, and it was founded with the idea that Uh, in order to bring about in government a conservative fundamentalist Christian ideology and realize that vision, they would get pastors who are already on that page to run for office. They've been very successful doing that. And they hold private pastor events uh, all over the nation. But in North Carolina, there's an arm called the North Carolina Renewal Project that does this. And former Lieutenant Governor Dan Forrest uh, has spoken to them. Uh, The current Lieutenant Governor has a closer relationship than Forrest did in that he is headlining many events throughout the year for them all over the state. And this is a, you know, for for Madison Cawthorn, for Mark Walker, for Mark Robinson, this is a, a base of support that they feel like they're going to need in, in tough upcoming elections. Mark Robinson is widely expected to run for governor. Mark Walker is running for Senate in a GOP primary. It's going to be tough. He does not have the Trump endorsement that he wanted. So he's he's doing his best to, to shore up his, uh, his support there. Uh, Madison Cawthorn has got a number of GOP primary challengers, but also a number of Democratic challengers. So uh, they're shoring up that base. As you've also reported for Walker in particular, this has proved fruitful for him in the past. 
past because when he made his initial run for Congress in his central North Carolina district, he was an underdog at that time, but somehow managed to triumph over this sort of establishment candidate with the support of this group. That's the story of all these guys. Mark Walker was, as I said, he was a a music minister at Lawndale Baptist Church in Greensboro. He'd never run for anything. He'd never held any office. And nobody gave him a shot in that heavily contested GOP primary that was basically going to be the winner of that was going to win everything when, when Howard Coble stepped down. And he was running against Phil Berger Jr., the son of one of the most powerful Republicans in the state, Phil Berger Sr., president pro tem of the Senate, and a number of other established candidates. And he won. He won handily. One of the ways that he did it was churches, small churches, mega churches, really appealing to that side of the base. And, you know, Mark Robinson was politically nobody. He gave a speech that went viral with Mark Walker's help, who shared it online, about gun rights at a Greensboro city council meeting. And next thing he knows, he's lieutenant governor. Madison Cawthorn is very young, no experience in politics, uh, has a real hard right ideology that leans heavily on fundamentalist conservative Christianity. And he's a congressman. So yeah, all these guys were underdogs. They didn't have the endorsements that they wanted. They didn't have the super PAC money. They didn't have the endorsements of sort of the Republican political establishment who went with other people. And they all won. And they're looking to do it again. We're talking with NC Policy Watch investigative reporter Joe Killian, who's been reporting at some length in recent uh, days and weeks about the aggressive stance and posture taken by some politicians on the political right with respect to culture wars and preparation for the 2022 election. Let's talk a little bit more about Lieutenant Governor Robinson and the and the controversy surrounding him. Uh, what came to light, of course, was a speech that he'd given some time ago at a church in North Carolina, in which he compared homosexuality and uh, transgender individuals, characterized them as filth. This has led to a series of protests and a lot of online debate across the state and across the nation. Can you tell us a little bit more about, a little more context for this and what Robinson's, how he's trying to if you want to use the word defend himself or what he's saying in response to the criticism he's received? Sure. Well, the video was uh, posted on Twitter by a group called Right Wing Watch. uh, And it was a speech that he gave in June at the Asbury Baptist Church, which is in Seagrove, North Carolina. The quote that's been getting quite a bit of discussion is that, quote, there's no reason anybody anywhere in America should be telling any child about transgenderism, homosexuality, any of that filth. And yes, I called it filth. And if you don't like that, I called it filth come see me and I'll explain it to you. And uh, the, you know, the country and the world has come to see him for explanations <laughs> and his explanations have gotten really twisty. Uh, it went from nobody anywhere in America should be telling children about homosexuality and transgender people to what I was really talking about is a handful of books that I don't like that are in the libraries, but not the curriculum of certain public schools. And I think that's wrong. And that pivot from nobody anywhere in America Uh, which presumably also means the households where children are being raised by gay and lesbian and transgender parents uh, (laughs) should be telling them about this filth to it shouldn't be in public schools. It's not in public school curriculums, but it shouldn't be in the libraries. Well, it's not in all the libraries, but these books, you shouldn't, these books, you know, like that pivot has not been terribly successful in terms of people seeing through it because it's not what he said in the quote. He didn't talk about any books. He didn't talk about public schools. He didn't say libraries or uh, anything like that. He said anywhere in America, any child. And that's consistent with not only his stated religious beliefs, but which is what he said about it, but also with the sort of political line of the North Carolina GOP. I mean, going all the way back to HB2 when they had to defend themselves in court, what they did was say the official 
position of the party is there are no transgender people. They're all mentally ill. These people don't exist. This is a party that has, you know, where almost all of its elected officials have, in this state, have opposed uh, a law that would keep people from running these deprogramming camps where gay and lesbian children are sent and, and do enormous harm to them in, in the, the face of all evidence and medical advice. And that's just how it is. You, you can talk out of your mouth about how you you know believe that people should be able to do what it is that they want and say what it is that they want in their homes. But when you get into court and you uh, argue that, then you clearly don't believe that. When you can you can talk about how you don't believe certain books should be in certain libraries, but when you say you know, where any anywhere in America should children be exposed to this filth, you're clearly not talking about that narrow segment of society. And while other prominent Republican leaders, uh, Senator Berger, you mentioned earlier, uh, Speaker Tim Moore, U.S. Senators Burr and Tillis have been silent on the matter. Nobody has uh, officially uh, come out and said, we endorse what Robinson said. Neither have they, has anybody really criticized what he's, his, his comments. It seems that they're sort of allowing him to run with it. And as you say, maybe even implicitly endorsing it with some of the stances they've taken in the past. Oh, more than implicitly, Mark Walker came out swinging. Uh, yeah. Mark Walker's running for Senate. He's got a good chance of winning. And he came out swinging and said, Robinson's absolutely right. And, you know, this is filth and it shouldn't be, you know, in public schools. It shouldn't be in libraries. Children shouldn't be exposed to it. You really got to wonder what it is that they think that that means in practical terms. If, if library books that talk about gender people and homosexuality and in the same context that we would heterosexuality and heterosexual relationships don't belong in libraries, what else doesn't belong in libraries? Because I've got bad news for them. There are books <laughs> that don't mention homosexual people or uh, transgender people at all that they are really not going to like. And I'm not sure if we're supposed to believe that these are the last books they want taken out of those libraries or the first book that they want taken out of the libraries. But uh, Walker came out swinging and said he he supports it. He's behind him. So uh, there are a lot of people who are being very quiet uh, or trying to make it about something else. But yeah, Walker's on board. Well, I guess the bottom line take on all this, Joe, is that this is pretty much what we can look forward to for the next 12 months. Uh, as we look forward to the 2022 election, this kind of debate seems unlikely to go away. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're going to get primaried, I mean, this is true on, as true on the left as it is on the right. You're going to have people coming at you generally from the right and saying you're not conservative enough. It's very difficult to do that with these guys because they started off as more conservative than elected Republicans, more conservative than the party, more conservative than the national party, the state party, uh, especially on issues like this. And as the party has leaned farther and farther to the edges on this stuff, uh, they're not going to get outflanked. So, uh, yeah, we can we can certainly look forward to that. Joe Killian is an investigative reporter at NC Policy Watch. You can check out his award winning journalism at ncpolicywatch.com. He'll be reporting on this story in the weeks and months ahead, as well as a whole raft of other important topics. Joe, keep up the good work. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Coming up next, a consumer advocate discusses the Biden administration's effort to provide relief to Americans struggling with student loan debt. Don't go away. 